Motherfuckers, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of Wrestle Champs. Today, me and your boy Matt, we're going to be checking out from January 21st, 1990 from Orlando, Florida. Pretty much my home state. We are going to be watching the 1990 Royal Rumble. Now, these next three Rumbles, welcome back, Matt. How are you, sir? These Greetings, next, everybody out there in WrestleChamps These land. next three Rumbles are going to be awesome to watch back because this is such a big t- time of my childhood. This is a big thing for me, especially Royal Rumble WrestleMania season back then. I thought I was going to get it every year. Turns out I didn't get it this year. But it was still it's still awesome to go back and check out some of these awesome, nostalgic Royal Rumble matches. Legendary. Demolition, the scary, one of the right. scariest wrestlers looking. Yeah, right now it's running through the promo packages. So real quick, let me try to uh, let me pull out the phone and let me run down the. Cause see, sometimes I actually have to do this. Like I'm good with dates and whatnot and all that shit, but right. I'm going to fucking. Oh, where's the results? I'm going to read. The match card, real quick, as right. you take a look at Bad News Brown doing his promo for the Rumble. The, the first dark match was Paul Roma defeated the Brooklyn Baller. I believe the first match on the card was the Bushwhackers versus the Fabulous Rujos with Jimmy Hart. Then Brutus the Barber BK versus the Genius. Then we had in a submission match, which is actually one of my favorite matches of all time. Rugged Ronnie Garvin versus Greg the Hammer Valentine in a submission match. Oh, yeah. And then we had Hacksaw Jim Duggan versus the Big Boss Man. And that was it. And not only that, this is the last pay-per-view uh, to be called by uh, current AEW commentator and legendary WCW commentator Tony Schiavone, who spent 1989 through January 1990 in the WWF, and this card, I believe, was called by Tony Schiavone and Jesse the Body Ventura as we look at the Rockers doing their Rumble uh, promo. You gotta um, love the Rockers, man. Yeah, Shawn Michaels and Mike Gennetti, and I remember back then thinking that Gennetti was the man, you know what I'm saying? Um, we try to say not so much nowadays. No, no, no. I mean, I, I wouldn't say much nowadays, no. Uh, R.I.P. Hercules. R.I.P. Hercules. Uh, yeah. Dude, he's actually on my Facebook. I might have a shot at that, but it might cost some bucks. It might cost some bucks. cocaine instead or something? Alcohol? Maybe a hooker. Maybe a sexy-ass hooker. Maybe a free OnlyFans subscription. Who knows? Uh, free uh, OnlyFans subscription sounds like it's attainable, probably. So, let's try and get it. Uh, and if you'd like to check out other episodes of Wrestle Champs, along with every other podcast on Boombastic Media, uh, go to patreon.com slash Boombastic Streaming. Yeah, that's Boombastic with two O's out there. There you go. 
There you the, go. The model Rick Martel. And always one of my favorites, bro. I love that character. Fucking, was, I thought it was hilarious. The model. I love it. I love the spray can too. He married. Oh, yeah. The too. arrogance. The arrogance. Yeah, the arrogance. I love when he sprayed Jake in the face with it. Tio Santana. Yeah. Mr. Morset Solace, dude. He's a high school teacher down here in Florida now. Legendary man. Stand and uh, deliver, man. Hall of Famer, 2004. He was always a, the first man to ever pin the Undertaker. A lot of people don't know that. Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Nothing more. Than, from death not, row. Nothing more Superfly. needs to be said there. Jimmy Superfly Snooker. That man got off. Let's just put it that way. He's the man, but he might have done some very un- unsavory Fuck him. Fuck him. Now, one of the best characters of the late 80s, early 90s, yeah. Hakeem African Dream. You could not do this type of shit today. It's White like, man digging and diving like a black man? No, that wouldn't work. And not only that, they, he was from the deepest, darkest parts of Africa. Is where he hailed from. Oh, the Ultimate Warrior, the current Intercontinental Champion of the time. This is, He was a big part of this match we were about to watch because this was the setup to the main event of WrestleMania 6. This was the tryout to see what kind of reaction Hulk Hogan and the Warrior would get coming face-to-face because like I keep saying on these Rumble shows that we do, until 93, there was no actual prize for the Rumble. And in 89, 90, and 91, well, no, 89 and 90, the WWF champion was in the Rumble. So, until 93, there was no prize. The main event match at WrestleMania didn't start until WrestleMania 9. And at this time in 1990, the Ultimate Warrior had been Intercontinental Champion. He's on his second title reign, and he's been the champ since he beat Ravishing Rick Rude. Hmm. At SummerSlam. So, and Warrior always had the most colorful straps. Yeah, know. but this is this is when he was about to, well, like I said, this was his where he was almost about to be on top. Because you knew they were going with Warrior anyway. Because back then, they didn't put the, tit- the, the IC title on just anybody. Back then, that, that title was more, was just as important, if not more important, than Hogan's belt. You know what I mean? Look at just that shirt. That shirt he's rocking is. Pimp. Oh my god! Yeah, dude. People, rappers would wear that today. Well, that's because they're in Orlando. Yeah, they're at the Sun Dome in Orlando. That's like that's a thousand like, dollar shirt. You want to get your hands on that now? I, I wouldn't. No, nah, man, I wouldn't doubt it. You go to you go to Disneyland, Disney World today. You try to buy a shirt. It's probably like sixty bucks. Yeah, big markup on old on old like like uh, like old Disney attire and other like. Big oh well, operations. that's because you know why? Because. Disney doesn't own the, the rights to Mickey no more. Oh, really? Yeah. Who owns them? I'm not sure about that. You might have to Google that, but I'm oh, pretty yeah. sure the Macho King, man. Classic. Those yeah. glasses are legendary, Doogie. That crown is legendary. I think they just found that on a recent episode of WWE Treasures on A&E. Okay. That crown he has on his head, I think they just recently found that. WWE's trying to buy back all this old school memorabilia from people. And there's this one dude, shout out to the GWC fam on Facebook, fucking Steve Moran, dude. He's got the GWC Museum, and this dude's got some crazy pieces. And he's been all over that show. I watch him every day on Facebook, dude. One cool ass dude, bro. Oh, yeah. He's always like, what's going down with the underground sound out there? This dude's fucking, he's rhyming for days, bro. He's from G- Detroit, man, so. 
You know, he's fucking getting nitty gritty in the Motor City. He lo- he loves saying shit like that. Who we got here? The, the powers of pain, warlord and barbarian. Dude, these dudes still look as big as they do right there. That is like the biggest uh, LOD ripoff I think there ever was. Well, well see, that was, that was the thing. Even that the personalities the and sizes it looks, you know, and the faces. That, that was the thing. At the time, uh, the Road Warriors, Hawking and Animal, and NWA, or which was coming WCW at this time. And Vince always wanted the Road Warriors, and he could never get them. So he developed Demolitions first. Demolition became big. Mm. So then he wanted a heel team to work with Demolition. So what he did was he got the Warlord and the Barbarian, and he turned them into the Powers of Pain, and they came out looking exactly like Hawk and Animal. And yeah. then in 1990, around SummerSlam, he got the Legion of Doom. So he split. By WrestleMania 6, the Warlord and Barbarian are split. And then their gimmicks would change over the next couple months. But this was their last few months together as a team. And then Demolition went down the card when the LOD came in. Yeah. Yeah. But at the time, he was looking for anything to match the, the Road Warriors. You know, the demolition got that up because they have the kiss element. They have a real big kiss. See, nobody, a That's lot why of people, they were bigger than the other. Yeah. Right. A lot of people don't realize that the original Legion of Doom mm-hmm. was Hawk and Animal, Paul Ellering, and Jake the Snake Roberts. Yeah. That was the original Legion of Doom. In the old, uh, in the old Mid-South days, that was the original Legion of Doom. Yeah. The Honky Tonk Man. I don't, he, uh, beautiful hater. You ever want to hear some funny, funny stuff? You listen to the Hunky Tonk Man talk shit on Yeah, that. but he's a piece of shit, bro. He likes to buy, he owns the name Linda Hogan. He owns the name The Patriot. Yeah. He's a businessman. He likes to buy people's shit. Yeah, he's a businessman. Linda Hogan can't use the name Linda Hogan no more because she, he owns the name. Wayne fucking the honky tonk man fucking whatever his last name is. That's funny though. Ain't that comedic too? The name, the fuck Linda Hogan. Well, didn't she? She left Hogan, and probably there's beef there. No, so no, the trademark ran out. The trademark ran out, and nobody knew, but he did. He likes to keep up with that shit. Speaking of Hogan, businessman, Hogan is peak, Hogan I, peak steroids right here. Can you pull him up real I, quick? I was making note in my mind earlier of fucking. The way that this dude is, uh, all look these at dudes him, look, look at him, bro. phenomenal. That's, that's cocaine right there, dude. It's steroid boost. That, it's that, that, boost. That, that's fucking, that's cocaine instead. Look at that, bro. That And that's why he poured a whole bottle of baby oil on himself. Because that motherfucker was jacked. I always wondered how he never had a heart attack, bro. Sometimes He's loaded he, in the face, though, like he drinks heavy. Some, sometimes he would lose fucking his voice in the middle of them promos, dude. Well, I wonder how many they do. You know, I wonder how many they do, like three, four, five, six, ten. They would cut promos for cities all over the country, so they would do, like, 50-plus a day sometimes. But but just even on one one city, they they probably have all the time, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, there's a whole bunch of outtakes. Look at that, There's probably, like, a thousand. You'll never see a crowd like that today for a WWE show. Very easy to blow up. A legendary 
Howard Finkel, the Fink right here. Yeah, we'll jump Legendary. back and forth with the picks. Yeah. Legendary. Legendary. Is that my boy Jerry Lewis right there? In the Ooh. red sweater? Might be. Might be. He's doing big. All right, let, let's get this up for the first <clears throat> two entrances here. Big style, you big you ready for this? It's about to get time bombs on him. Let's go. Ready for this? Yeah. Now this was a good year. And they were all ripped up. Uh, this was shape. 1990. This was this was a this good was year. For, this was a good year for the WWF. I mean, it was a new all de- the posters came from. It, it was a new decade. You know what I mean? It was a new decade. Nobody knew, you know, at the time, I guess, how everything was going to go. I mean, they had an awesome decade in the 80s. Yeah. You know, that was the big boom period for WWF. And they were still riding that wave. And... At this time, the Hasbro's, the Hasbro's, the figures, yeah, become a good thing with Series One. Here we got the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, who at this time was the Royal Rumble was like a gimmick for him. Yeah. Every year, he either had a fucked up number or he would try to buy a higher number. And in ninety, he drew number one, <laughs> and for some reason. This was the only year where he didn't try to change his number. I don't remember any time in the storyline during this when he tried to fucking... Because over the few weeks prior to the Rumble, they would do, like, drawings and shit. Yeah. You know, where they would have the Tumblr. Okay, who's number two? Number two. Oh, Kogo Beware. He's about to be inducted into the Kaliala Wrestling Hall of Fame, actually. He should be. So, I love Coco. Shout out to Coco. He's had a lot of... Uh, He's had a lot of medical problems uh, lately, but he was a fucking workhorse. He never held a title in the WWF, but he didn't need that, to. That's Dude. bogus. They should have gave him at the continent. Nah, he should have at least been a tag team champion. Yeah, I, I agree with I, that. I, I wouldn't say that because there wouldn't be Owen. There wouldn't Owen, man. Oh, high energy. Yeah, he. But that was towards the end of his run. Coco, yeah. at this time, he was still in good shape. He he fucking like I said he was a workhorse man he they would put him in rings they would put him in matches because they knew that he could go you know what I mean and at this he was still trying to find himself here as you can see this is the beginning where he was starting to like paint the sides of his head and shit but he at this time um, the wrestling biz might might not have been too nice to pe- to Coco's out there now Coco there wasn't a black Intercontinental Champion until 1996 Ahmed Johnson. Yeah. You know, so there wasn't a black WWF champion until The Rock. Yeah. So, you know, it wasn't, I mean, but he was a workhorse, man. I mean, I, I grew up watching Coco. I wasn't a really big fan of his, you know, I, I mean, I liked him. I always loved Coco. Maybe but he, yeah. he was seen as more of like a star jobber. Kind of, yeah. He wasn't necessarily an enhancement talent, but he lost most of the matches that Love he was that. in. Love that. But one of the biggest things that he did was the pile, the pile driver video, which we can't really hear here, but his entrance music, he fucking, dude can sing, bro. And back when he sang that, he had the fucking, the typical James Brown, you know, Jerry Curl, fucking yeah. had that look going. So he was a talented dude, and that's why he stayed on. Until about ninety four, and then he just didn't. He never went to WCW. One of the rare people to never go to WCW. He um he just went right into the independence and shit in ninety four after his team of Owen ended. 
actually 93. Oh, Marty Jannetty. We were just talking about Marty before the show. Yeah. Marty was killing it, doing a big for everybody involved. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, Marty, he wrestled up until about, I want to say 2015, I think, was right around the time he had his last match. Might have been later. Who knows? I know he's crazy. I know he still lives. Like it's he still fucking, lives. I mean, if you got, I mean, I got him on Facebook, and if you ever read, he he, he posts some of the craziest. A few years ago, he admitted that he killed somebody that he never <laughs> even killed. You know what I'm saying? Like, he never yeah. even he never killed this guy. Okay. But he posts this craziest shit about always. Like there was a story on TMZ about him like last week where he apparently he got a ride to Clearwater, right? Three fine ass bitches. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Marty Janetti, he still lives that fucking rocker lifestyle, man. I we need to have him on just to have an episode called "He Still Lives" with Marty Janetti, dude. That's great. Oh, I would love to talk to Marty. Bro. Me too. I love him. We we there's, poke funds, but that's there's just the there's game, so yeah. many questions I would have for him, dude. <clears throat> I would ask him about that Chuck Austin situation with the rocker dropper. Yeah, what yeah. Have, you know, there's so much shit. You know, about the yeah. fight that him and Shawn Michaels had when Roddy Piper said that Shawn was going to be the man. Yeah. You know. And fucking the only reason why Marty didn't go to jail was because the Macho Man told the cops that it was a wrestling angle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Macho didn't even know why they were fighting. He was just that smart. Right, that is pretty go, smart. What we got going on here? Did Marty get thrown over the top? Did we miss it? Yeah. <clears throat> he got the million-dollar toss. The million, I like that. The million-dollar toss. By the way, check out the new show. Owen doesn't have any friends on fucking the Boombastic Streaming Patreon and Spotify. Spotify and most places you listen to podcasting. Yeah, YouTube too. YouTube too. Yeah, I got my YouTube, own YouTube of course. Channel. Catch it live. The ghetto okay. Basement of the Boombastic Network, uh, Boombastic Media on yeah, YouTube. Too. Check that shit out. Great show. I love it. Oh, next entrance, Jake the Snake Robertson. At this time, uh, Ted DiBiase and Jake the Snake have been in a long-standing feud since late 89. So this was still a pretty big thing going on at the time. And I believe they would have a match at WrestleMania 6. I see that the match, dude, but that's still fucking. The way he chucked him down like that, dude, that's still. Oh, yeah, that match are only like fucking wrestling gym mats. They're they're not. They were never really that thick. And that didn't even become a thing until the late 80s, bro. If you watch old school uh, nineteen early nineteen uh, late 1970s to the yeah. uh, middle 80s, especially at arenas like the Boston Gardens, there was never any match around the room. I wonder what like a PETA something would feel about a current Jake the Snake running with a JS. Uh, he, I mean, he's done it a little bit in AEW, so it can't be really that big of a deal. Oh, yeah. He, he I does have, that snake would get thrown around back. I mean, he did have problems, I think, like 15 years ago, where he was accused of not taking care of his care. died skin. or something. Yeah, a couple and, of them died. And, or they, and they, yeah. a few of them died, and they confiscated the rest or something. I'm sure he just so forgets he, to feed them, 
forget to take. Well, then he was like doing more important things, like smoking crack. Crack. And, well, I mean, don't you know. get no more important than that. Like right there, he just stepped on the snake's head. You know what I mean? I, I, I you know, he put like body slam people on the snake back in the day. My favorite. I remember one time they were bumping so hard on the ring, not with coke, but you know, to just yeah. take a they weren't taking bumps of coke on the ring. They were just taking bumps. And um, they were bumping so hard that the snake popped out of the fucking bag. You know? <laughs> and he come fucking Rumble. slithering out and shit. And fucking Jake had to put him back in. Classic element. Yeah. Macho man, kid. Look at those pants. I'm loving it. Oh, this, macho. He came in with so much energy. You didn't yeah. Even- all right, he was just there like magic, dude. Hey, he still got the, I think he still got his band. What is that? Bandana popped that up real quick. That's a bandana, and he definitely has everybody beat. And this is the 90s and the era of neon, too. And uh, I mean, Macho, everybody. this was when he just, you know, he was still involving his look, too. Macho not just a fucking his, superhero. Not just his character, but his look. You know what I mean? This was a time where he was getting off the, the juice. So yeah. over the next couple of years, he would begin to wear like a spandex shirt to go with his outfit, and he uh, he was involving his look here because that that bandana shit that was he would never really wear a bandana like that. That was a rare most of the time. If he had a uh, bandana like Hogan, he wore it like Hogan. I'm digging the outfit, and I'm regularly, you know, I like the fucking, the one piece with the, uh... Well, if you remember, in the, stars, late, my... in the late, in like 88, 89, in the early 90s, that was, the fucking neon colors was a big thing. Of course. I was just saying that, dude. I love neons. And he's like, he's making people's TVs glow, dude. He's that neon. That next. I'm digging oh, it. Oh, Addy Piper. Coming out. Addy Piper. He was, he was coked up here. A true warrior. He probably just got done snorting an eight ball. Fucking up in this bitch. Then they catch the nosebleed and they can just play it into the match. Yeah, right. Well, Roddy Roddy would always take wrestling seriously. If you ever mentioned it being fake to him. You think we got a lot? Yeah, what do you think? It's all you think they're on drugs in the ring, or you think it's just when they're partying? Oh, yeah, oh, hell yeah, I guarantee you right now, Roddy Piper and Jake, everybody in that ring is probably on the coke. Uh, maybe at this time, I know, uh, I know, um, Ted DiBiase was partaking a little bit back then. Matt, if you were like, his son, his son just got convicted of like fucking major fraud or something. Oh, really? Half a million dollars or some shit. I guess, I guess he doesn't have the money, the financial mind that his father had, the million dollar man to be able to. Yeah, right? Give me a second. I got to get my cigarettes and shit here. Yeah, no worries. Drop my shit. You got Piper and you got the Mach Man. I mean, this is legends everywhere. You know what I mean? That's the. Oh, yeah. This whole match right here, I think, is fucking. Oh, I think you. Oh, yeah. Fucking sensational Sherry. That's another sad thing right there. In that match right now, you only got two out of the four that are still alive. Virgil's not in a good place, I heard. Oh, no. Virgil's got some kind of terminal cancer going on right now. He's He's looking worse and worse every time I see him. In a new video or something, he's looking. Yeah, he's not, he's not looking all that good. Much love to Virgil because he's child to Virgil, man. He's a cool guy. 
And meat sauce king. In this match right now, the dead wrestle with the dead and the living wrestle with the living. I mean, these, oh yeah, the um, warlord. Another steroid junkie. Is he, he still with us? Oh yeah, he, him and the barbarian, they do, uh, they still do the power, powers of pink and become the, on the indies every once in a while. They're, they're only about six years old, piece. Not, you know, he's still not, you know, obviously not his prime, but. Yeah. What happens? <laughs> he's still, I mean, but he's still a pretty big dude. He was on a recent episode of uh, Dark Side of the Ring last year. I think the new season has started or will start soon. Yeah. Uh, Dark yeah. Side of the Ring is, uh, I love that show. I wouldn't say I love it. I love it. I get down with it. I, well, I, no, I like it. I just hate that they have to do it. As a wrestling fan, I hate shit like that. I, I like watching it and it's intriguing. Yeah. Learning shit that I don't know or expanding on things that I do know. But I hate the subject matter. I hate that they have to, that people are either dying or going through things that they that are documented like that. Well, the events are unfortunate. But like one of the one of the hardest episodes to watch. Yeah, it isn't even the only hard episode. It's the Jake the Snake, uh, Orion Smith episode. Tragic tale. Jake the Snake. Anything with Jake the Snake's tragic. Even uh, his like, even I'm, his, uh, his recovery. I'm talking about the Grizzly Smith episode. Talking about how his dad was a child molester. molester yeah, molesting his own daughters and shit. Right. Rock and Robin, fucking you know. Tweet. Like, dude. <laughs> The fact that she had to go through that shit. It's awful. The fact that any father would do that to their kids is ridiculous. Who's coming in now? Brett, I think. It's, I can't really see up in the I think corner. I've seen Brett. Let me, let me switch it back. Uh, I'm trying to keep a nice, nice flow. Oh, Brett, the hitty man, uh, hot. Wearing that fucking. This was 1990. Was 90. I think. The, by the next year, WrestleMania, that would be the last match for the Hart Foundation. This was the last two years that Brett was strictly a tag team wrestler. And he, he was showing more and more on the house shows that he could carry as a singles guy. Mm. You know? But, yeah, man. I mean, just look at the group of people that are in here now, bro. This is grade A talent. Oh, and for sure. This is fucking childhood. It's childhood, bro. Um, I mean, bro, I'm five and a half years old here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm fucking not even six years old yet, you know, And at this time. And Mr. Fuji out there. And now you got three guys in there that, and plus Sensational Sherry on the outside that are gone. You know what I mean? Like, that's some sad shit. You know what I mean? Roddy Piper, Marshall Man. Fucking sensational Sherry. That's some sad shit. And then there's Joey Morella on the outside. He's gone too. Danny Davis, the referees. Um, that fan that's just screaming. He's Mr. not with us anymore. Yeah. Mr. Fuji. Fuji. Fuji's the stooge. Most devious manager in WWF history. Why so? Tell the people, you know? 
He always hit people with a cane. He was an infamous river in the back, too, apparently. There you go. He seems like a good guy. Fucking who's next? You, you, you. Uh, oh, he's so dark. Bad news, bad. I couldn't even I see do. him. Yeah, they didn't respect the light. Another one, R.I.P. Yeah, rest in peace. Mr. Alan Cole. Bad News Alan. Bad News Brown. Bam. Going to work on Hart. Him and and Brad Hart got a big history, man. They started off in Stampede Wrestling. Yeah, they have beef. They have heat back in the day. Well, no, they worked together a lot. You know what I mean? And then in... 1988, they did a little program uh, when they went on tour, you know? Yeah. So they have a lot. They had a lot of history together. Oh, there goes Jake. Hey. Him and Macho, uh, would, yeah. by the next year, they would be, uh, at the end of the year, by 91, they would be in a feud. So, and that was probably one of the best feuds of the early 90s because that, that, you know, it incorporated the, the Undertaker, who was still pretty new at the time, um, the King Cobra, the Little Cobra, the Warrior, and that was an awesome program. Now the Rumble opens up opportunity for many feuds, you know, for people to have issues. And then one of the craziest things you'll ever see was Jake the Snake in 1991 yeah. slapping Miss Elizabeth across the face right. at Tuesday in Texas. Yeah. There's a no good. There's a no good, man. I know. I mean, he, she really took a slap, bro. That was yeah. a shoot. She took a slap. Sucked. Now she's no longer with us. You know who's coming. 20 years ago this year, she passed away. Yeah. 20th anniversary, rest in Pizzle. Oh, the American Dusty Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Rhodes. Another one, R.I.P. Yeah, with Sapphire, R.I.P. Yeah, man, 1990, you look back on it now, it's pretty sad. Uh, WrestleMania 6, most of the matches involved, most guys that are gone. Yeah. Including, including commentators, referees, celebrity people that are there. Like Steve Allen was part of WrestleMania 6. Yeah. Yeah. Comedian? Nope, oh, there goes Mach. Oh, him, that was his feet. Him, him and Dusty were in a feud at this time, and they would go on to WrestleMania and have a mixed tag team match with uh, Dusty and Sapphire versus Sherry and Monster King, and they were all gone. They're all gone. That's one of the saddest matches to watch now. Yeah. Like Earthquake versus Hercules. Makes me emotional. When uh, Rick Rude versus Jimmy Snuka. Yeah. I'd rock that polka dot uh, suit jacket. A lot of people thought that was a rib on Dusty, but Dusty had the balls enough to wear it. And what, the polka dots? Yeah, a lot of people always thought that that was a rib on Dusty. Nah, but that's the, good style. I think it was, though. I well, the style. Because Dusty was a star before he came to the WWF. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or I should say when he came back to the WWF, because he was first in the WWF in the mid-70s. He faced Superstar Billy Graham for the WWE, the WWF title in Madison Square Garden, which Cody Rhodes just recently uh, brought up late last year when he came back to WWE. So, yeah. 
Piper's in it, but who's been in here the longest so far? Uh, so far, I would say right DiBiase now, DiBiase. He's still in there? Yeah. Andre the Giant, RIP with Bobby the Brain Heaton, RIP. Double R. Let's count how many times I say this throughout this, this watch along here. Andre's in good shape. Young. Looking good. He's looking good. Yeah. Andre was at the end here. He, 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 got, he would look worse. He's looked worse. WrestleMania, WrestleMania 6, <laughs> I think at this time he was a WWF tag team champion. But I know WrestleMania 6 would be his last WWF match. He yeah. would go on for the next year or so to work in Japan. There goes the yeah. Warlord. Uh, yeah, but Andre yeah. was pretty much, if you would look, he has to walk around the ring holding the rope. Yeah. Wow. And Bobby Heenan and fucking... Hey. They were like fucking friends on the fucking uh, what TV Fuji and shit. Mr. Fiji, probably the brain. Yeah, they probably do a lot of traveling together. I um, wonder if they hang out with the boys when traveling, or if the boys travel together. I know that the boys would drive together. Andre the Giant and Dusty Rhodes were like the best of friends, man. That's cool. I think everybody would probably be cool with Andre. If he liked you, you were cool with him. You know, he didn't like everybody, but still. Is he, he's almost got a lovable. He's so big, he's kind of, you know, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows how it is? Who knows what it was like to really know Andre the Giant? We know Andrew the Giant, but... Uh, Andrew the no, Giant. Shout out to Andrew. Yeah. The Heenan. I'd love to get a coat. So you were saying earlier that WWE's got a show now that they go find old memorabilia. Yeah, old memorabilia. Andrew the Giant was the subject of one, yeah. The Red Rooster, Terry Taylor. I think oh, this might be one of his last WWF appearances before he went back to WCW. As the tailor-made man. Yeah. Well, he was a, uh, his whole deal is he was a really great wrestler and they misused him. He the was, well, yeah, Terry Taylor, but in reality, he wanted to be, oh, there goes bad news. He That's wanted, to, uh, this would start the program between Roddy and <laughs> uh, Bad News Brown, which led to the infamous match at WrestleMania 6, which is no longer included on Peacock because Roddy Piper painted himself half black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very popular action figure. I think it's a rarity. It is a rarity. People want popular. People want to have it. it. They won't remake it now. They'll never see that one remade again. And I can't even believe that's even part of one of the greatest, considered one of the greatest line, action figure lines ever. The fucking um, classics. Yeah. They actually, for whatever reason, felt like that that was a good idea. I think yeah. anything they could take a superstar and put him in a unique situation, and t- you know what I mean, from, from history, those are the action figures that kind of want to have a little bit, you know. I would, you know. Oh, the that. rare ones? Hell yeah. The, well, just, like, yeah just like not, not just him in the blue trunks, but him like done up or like when Warrior came in with that big – like that big overcoat deal with Warrior. Oh, they have, they have those. The yeah, 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 yeah. The Dostoevs, yeah, they have a few of those. Like those defining moment deals. I got a few of them. 
Uh, Patiche, Andre has a posse. If you want to hear about Andre's posse, check it out. First episode of Wrestle Champs, if you might heard it yet. Yes, that was a fun episode. Yeah. Demolition oh, Axe. got some demo coming to town. Demolition Axe, Bill Eady, the mass superstar. It's funny he's going after Andre. You're looking at two... Uh, two half, uh, two thirds of the machines right there. Yeah. If you remember the legendary tag team of machines from Japan. Yep. Looking at two of them right there. That's why they got heat. That ended bad. Could be, could be. Axe wasn't really doing heat. He came up with some kind of thing, medical condition from eating shellfish a little bit after the rumble. This was towards the end of his time as a, Full member of Demolition, but he would take the gimmick to Japan. There would be a whole lawsuit thing about it. Yeah. You say Shellfish ended his career? In the WWF, at least, yeah. Really? What happened? He just got sick yeah, for it. Some kind of allergic reaction to it. Something. Did he lose? He just missed important dates, or did he lose? No, he just he, he just said he couldn't go. He wanted. I think he just wanted out of his contract. Yeah, that makes some more sense. Yep. <clears throat> oh. Is DiBiase seeing? No, he's curling already. I he's think DiBiase would be the Iron Man in this match. I think, which is ironic because that was his name, his dad's name, Iron Man DiBiase. Yeah. But I, I think that he was the Iron Man in this match. I think yeah. he hangs in there for quite a minute. Pound on him, pa, pa, pa. Theodore DiBiase. He ain't even trying to help him out, dude. He says, fuck him. What can I do, man? What can I do? I can untie him. Could untie him from the ropes, Bobby. Three, two. Who's next up in this piece? Oh, Haku. Haku, Legendary tough guy. Legendary tough guy. I've heard so much. The other half of the Feds Enchanted at this time, him and Andrew were the colossal connection. Yeah. Now, him and Andrew with the Giant have a different story, but we won't go. Oh, yeah. Another, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want to get into the Haku Andrew story. Yeah, we don't want to get into that. Gave me, a, gave me a phone call, and he's a very nice gentleman, and very, he demanded respect. He got my respect forever. I'll never... Never said anything bad about Haku. Not that I ever did, but you know. Okay. Uh, so we're Royal Rumblings of 1990. Yes, from Orlando, uh, Florida, January 21st, 1990. Yes, sir. Were you, were you in that area at the time? Um, I believe, uh, yeah, we had moved to Florida. I don't live near, I, I'm like three hours away from Orlando. Yeah. But we moved to Florida in June, June of 89. Okay. So, yeah. You just had, made it. We had been here, been there, been here in Florida about a little more than six months at this point. But we weren't, I wouldn't really, my next pay-per-view I would see live, I think, was the 92 Rumble. Word. Yeah. So I didn't, you know, kind of. Had a big old snap racket there for y'all on Patreon. Maybe we'll maybe we'll catch Owie in the crowd out there. No, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't. I mean, was live it? on pay per view. I didn't. My first event ever. Oh, okay, okay. My first live event ever wasn't actually until 
That's around the time. I've seen a bunch of high school deals, but I've seen SmackDown. I want to go see but SmackDown. I w- yeah, I went to a Raw House show in St. Pete. Yeah. Got to see uh, Rob Van Dam in person, Triple H. They show John Cena and Edge, even though we left right before that match. Yeah. We left right after they came out. But Kane, uh, Trish Stratus, Rita, a uh, bunch of them, uh, Chavo Guerrero, which was cool because it was a few months after any death, so the crowd was really big yeah. on Chavo. So yeah, I was yeah, there when uh, when when NWO came over to WWF and Stone Cold shot him with a net. I was there that night. Oh yeah, he remembers that. Yeah, yeah, I do, I do. Yeah, yeah. he didn't even want to work with Scott Hall. That was supposed to be Hogan. And, uh, he, and, and it was supposed to be Scott Hall that won at WrestleMania, but he showed up. That day drunk or hungover. So, yeah, he showed up hungover, not drunk. I'll always remember that uh, the net didn't work the first time, so they did it a second time. Of course, everybody only seen the second time. Yeah, but but that footage exists, though. Oh, if they fuck it up? Yeah. Yeah, it should. They, they, uh, they like to to refilm shit all the time. If they don't get it right, you know what I mean? Makes sense. First time I really understood the, the the real theatrics of it. I figured, you know, you go out there and it's a show, obviously, but you know, I, yeah, you know, I, I think it looks more phony. I think it looks more phony in person. I agree with that. When, when, when you watch it on TV, you have the camera angles to oh, help you to help it make know. it look more legit. Yeah, the but when you watch right. it, like when you watch it in person, you can see the 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 foot stomping, the punch pulling. Yeah. All that shit. Which I don't mind. It's still cool. You know, I I used to go to the high school shows all the time. You know, I got to meet uh, Hector Guerrero, one of the nicest people in the world. I I got to meet a lot of people I fucking grew up watching. Yeah. Fucking Hakeem over here, the formerly known as the One Man Gang, is doing the black... Dusty Rhodes impression, which is funny because Dusty Rhodes is actually in the ring. Yeah. You got the American Dream and the African Dream both in the ring at the same time. Right here. That's true. Oh, That's how you trying to get Andre out of the ring. You got Demolition working on him. Yeah, he's getting there. Oh, here comes Haku. I got a feeling he's about to get bopped out. Is he both carried. Demolition in? Uh, no, I think there goes Andre, yep. Is that both of the demolition yeah. that got him out? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah. So that had meaning to it if they all had that team. Well, they would go to WrestleMania and wrestle for the tag titles. Andre Haku and Demolition. So if you notice the rumble would either set up feuds set up feuds or continue them yeah. into WrestleMania. Especially back then. Truth. Trubinos. Haku and more neon. The neon tights are uh, trippy. Oh, that was typical for Haku, especially around that time. Yeah, this was uh, a couple years after he's run with uh, his uh, cousin Samu, is the Islanders, mm-hmm. and then he in '89 he did the King Haku thing, you know, where he wore the purple one with the crown on the side, yeah. and then after that he went back to his fucking. Like Islander slash Samoan type fucking shit. 
you know that that's part of the rock family right there you know yeah. they, you know before guys like the Usos and Roman Reigns you had Haku you know who's this Superfly oh yeah speaking of the Rock family yep yeah this is aunt this is the Rock's aunt right there coming down yeah. murdered his girlfriend in 1983 1983 rest in peace to Nancy Nancy Argentino yeah uh, that's a fucked up episode of uh, Dark Side of the Ring as well. I don't think I caught that one. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up episode. Because you, you know that he did it. There, there's no doubt that he did it. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, you know. He's dead, right? He Didn't he die before yeah, he went? He died in January 2019. Uh, he had some kind of cancer and then... He hit the girl with a coconut or something like that, right? That uh, was... he, if you want to consider the coconut his fist, yeah. That would happen. I mean, look, man, Bibiasi did ask him. Bibiasi again. Well, he's been in there since numero. He was a he was a workhorse back then, though. He's another one of those guys that can go in Japan. Yeah, bro, his Japan matches. His tag team with Stan Hansen, fucking legendary. I agree. I appreciate. I appreciate it. Ted DiBiase, I mean, I wasn't a fan of the Million Dollar Man that much, but Ted DiBiase is the shit. Yeah. Ted DiBiase was the shit. I support the DB. The DB. I mean, basically what the Million Dollar Man was is what, is what Vince always wanted to be as a wrestler. You know what I'm It's actually an interesting perspective right there. Because the money, everything he used, the whole gimmick was Vince's yeah. money. You know, they would give him money and be yeah. like, go be the money that I make. <laughs> go be him. Oh, hey. here we go. Dino Bravo, RIP. Talk about one of the most fucked up deaths in pro wrestling history. He was killed mob style. Yeah. Like, he was, he was uh, smuggling cigarettes of all things. This man was killed over cigarette money. Is that what it was? A cigarette? Yeah. This, this man was killed over like $500,000 in cigarette money. Weird. By the Canadian mob. The fucking... Uh, I forget the name of the family, but it's a Canadian mob. They was related in two. By marriage. Man. That's, ter- that's fucking... Yeah, bro. It's crazy. Money is money, I guess. I mean, yeah, but just the fact that it's cigarettes. I'm more like, surprised it was a Canadian. Movie. Like, he wasn't killed for drug money. You know, he, he didn't rip nobody. He didn't even rip nobody. He just forgot that it was there. Is that what it was? Found it. Yeah. Oh, that sucks, dude. Well, he, well, he was a droogie. He liked blood. And whoever killed him, he knew who it was because they, he let him in. He let him in, yeah. I seen he, was sitting, he was sitting in his chair. You know, it's so either he knew it was coming, which is most likely, and he just took it straight up like a man, which I don't doubt because you know Bravo was a fucking man. Was a man, yeah. You know what I mean? Like man's that's man. a, that's a legit strong man right there. That ain't no, that's no bullshit. You know what I mean? Always one of my favorite heels, you know Bravo. Yeah, respect. R.I.P. I mean, you got a land full of dead guys right now. You know what I mean? 
Dusty no, about to put him out. Next. Who's next? Canadian earthquake at the time. Not just earthquake, he was Canadian earthquake. Because he's actually Canadian. Uh, R.I.P. Yeah, John Tenta. He's an actual sumo champion. He's a former Yokozuna. Um, Yakuza? Was he Canadian? Yokozuna. Yakuza? No, Yokozuna is a uh, term for champion in sumo wrestling. Okay. One of the highest things you can earn or whatever. And, he, and this guy was so dedicated to wrestling that when they made him this oh, there goes Dusty. When they made him the shark in WCW, yeah. he went and got his tattoo covered up with a shark. Oh, really? Yeah. And, you know, I know he looks a lot older, but you're looking at a man in his mid-twenties right there. As a kid, I always remember, I remember him, he he put he packed on a few libs in later life. He died at only 45 years old, bro. He no, was sucks. not that old. That sucks. Like I, like I said, he's only about 26, 27 right there. I know he looks a lot. High energy. He's high energy for a big man. Yeah, well, he could move. Like I said, he's a sumo wrestler. Yeah. He's a legit sumo wrestler. That's, that's his background? Yeah. Sumo okay. wrestling. Yeah. Uh, he he came in as a fan out of the crowd. Really? Yeah. I always at loved first, him. At first, his dark match, he had a lumberjack gimmick, and he was Earthquake Evans. Like with it. Slick as his manager. But then when they brought him to TV... They made him a Canadian earthquake with Dino Bravo and Jimmy Hart. And then he just, by 90, by late 90, he was the earthquake. He wasn't even a Canadian earthquake anymore. Or as the Fink called him at Survivor Series, the Canadian. Bravo could have been the good fella. He's oh, yeah, a real like, Italian. Oh, uh, Jimmy Evelyn Hart. Is Brett yep. still even in there? Grab that beer know. one more time before you hit the ring, baby. Another another guy, R.I.P. Yeah, he was he wasn't really built the last though, man. He seemed yeah, like he, but the way he died was sad, bro. He fell and had a seizure. What because of the fall? Yeah, the way he died is sad. So what exactly happened with him? He tripped at home or something? He, fell, hit his head? And yeah, sleep. he went to go turn on the AC or adjust the AC or something, and his equilibrium was off, and he fell, and on the way down, he hit his head and he had a seizure or something. Oh, really? Killed him. Yep. That sucks. Rest in peace. Yep. There goes Earthquake. Rest in peace is doing the name of my heart. Yep. Earthquake would have a good 1990, though. He'd go on the feud with Hogan. He covered up that, that, that tiger tattoo? Yeah, with a shark. Oh, dude, that's kind of bogus because that tag, a, tiger tattoo is legendary. Yeah, dude. but he thought that that gimmick was going to make him huge money. He was told that much. Because uh, when, when he first came into WCW, he was the Avalanche, but WWF sued him because it was hmm. too close to the earthquake. Yikes! So they they made him the Shark as part of the Dungeon of Doom, and he was painting shark teeth on, on his face, and he wore like a the same thing he wore on WWF, but it was a shark, and like he it was shit. <laughs> it was stupid even as a kid. Yeah. Well. Because I always enjoy Earthquake. You know what I mean? The National Disasters was him and Typhoon was a cool tag team. 
you know. <laughs> That's the Yui, Ultimate Warrior Rattle Engage. R.I.P. Of course. R.I.P. I like the tights with the actual warrior paint design in them. Those are always my favorite of his outfits. Reminds me of the old diet cher- or the old cherry Pepsi cans from the nineties. Which was always a good look, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, he knew Snooker was bad news, so he went right for him. Choking on the marijuana leaves. Yeah, the guy. Yeah, yeah. Be careful. Ah, chest shot. Yeah, it was a lot weird. of neon. It yeah. was weird it, back then. It was weird to see good guys attack good guys. Yeah, especially in the rumble. You know, but. Yeah, the warrior, he was still wearing basically like his 80s look. He, at WrestleMania 6 would be the first time that he started, like, like he painted his logo on his chest. Yeah. He started wearing, like, um, different colors with, like, the logo all over this time. So he was evolving his look, too. Yeah. Before he was the ultimate warrior, he was the Tango warrior. I remember that. WCCW. Yeah. And world class, he was the dingo warrior. Dingo. Whatever the fuck a dingo is. Dingo Aider Baby, I remember that. Yeah, right? Yeah, Dingo Aider Baby, exactly. The warrior. Warrior. Ooh. Ted DBS. DBS doing a too big style. You know what I mean? Oh, the model Rick Martel. Yeah. Doing it big style. Married into the Hart family, I believe. Married Bret Hart's sister. I remember that little fun fact. Yep, yep. Fucking the model Rick Martel, man. He was... Oh. Another guy, one of my type, favorite tight teams of the 80s was fucking Strike Force. Him and Tito Santana, they were awesome. Yeah. Before that, he was with Tom Zink as the Can Am Connection, the Canadian American Connection. Yeah. And fucking, they were awesome too. And then he became a model, and he was the model for the rest of his time at WWF. It's a good gimmick. I like the model gimmick. Yeah, it lasted from 89 to 95 in the WWF. You could bring that back at the very last. And he now. was a surprise. He was a surprise entrant in the '95 Rumble. Mm. Uh, I don't even think. I don't even think. I think by '94 he was pretty much done full time. His last big thing was with uh, the Intercontinental Title Tournament and him and Razor Ramon at the end. I think that was the last big thing that he did in the WWF. Yeah. But he's still, I mean, for his age, he looks in pretty damn good shape, man. Fantastic. He yeah. knows. He's told the Neil Bravo story. If you ever watch a shoot interview with him, he yeah. knows, like, the inside scoop on that shit. Oh, really? Yeah. He tells as much as he feels he can. <laughs> like, he doesn't go, like, 
Shoots, I love shoot interviews. They're good times. You get all the good stuff in there. Three, two, one. Oh, speaking of Tito. Here comes Tito. They were supposed, I don't know why they didn't, but they were supposed to have a match at WrestleMania. And I think instead of happening at WrestleMania, it happened at SummerSlam. Which yeah. didn't really make any sense because they broke up at WrestleMania 5. So if they would have went to WrestleMania 6 and had a match, it, that would have been like full circle. Yeah. And this motherfucker, you know what I mean? Yeah. He would later come back as El Matador, was it? No, yeah, that was Tito. Tito was. Tito, yeah. And I want to say. 95, 96? Wait, no, no. Late 91, they started doing these vignettes where he would go to like this bowl events where they would be like bull riding and you know he was doing the whole shit yeah yeah and he was being trained i mean i i say trained but he was legitimately trained to be like a bullfighter just for the gimmick and it became el matador yeah. and for the el matador tito santana and for the rest of the time in wbs that's what he did i mean I think he did El Matador a couple of times outside of WWF, but he was always Tito. You know, I like that gimmick. I appreciate that gimmick. Tito, former you know, tag champion and Intercontinental champion. Um, he was in the first match at the first ever WrestleMania. He was in the first nine WrestleManias, technically, even though his WrestleMania nine match was a dark match. Mm. But still, you know, he. Big history in WWF. He's a 2004 Hall of Famer, and he's teaching high school down here in Florida, and still gets in the ring from time to time. Well, I don't yeah. know if he, I don't know if he still does it now, but I know he was doing it as early as about three years ago. Should come on a podcast. Well, he's probably a hard one to get a hold of. You don't want to think about the old days, maybe. Who's this? Honky Tonk, I think. Oh, Honky Tonk in one of his only Royal Rumble appearances. Yeah, and he, he wouldn't be in the Rumble again until 1998. This is a nice tie because the event I went to where I got the nice Ultimate Warrior autograph was the Honky Tonk Man was also at that wrestling show. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Did he face the Warrior? No, no, they faced like jobbers. But it was good. I appreciate it. Were any of them named Bobby? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I think so. It's a little bit of a joke. It was Mass Transit, I think, was the dude's name. Yeah, Bobby. Yeah. Uh, yeah I'm just kidding. Bobby yeah. Ethier, man. No, I'm not, not Bobby Ethier. Shout out to Bobby Ethier. I love Bobby Ethier. Who's Bobby Bobby was hurt in the ring. He had an he had an in ring accident. He got pile drived and hurt. Hey, Bobby, he was a Hall of Famer, bro. I wasn't fucking... Hey, first Hall of Famer we ever had on the show, man. I'm always proud of that. I know, right? Might as well. All right, I think Hogan's coming in next. Let's see. Yeah, I think you might be right, Bubba. <laughs> I can feel the Hulkamania in my veins growing. You gotta have the screen up for when they come face to face, bro. And I wish we could hear the pop, dude, because this is one of the wildest pops they ever got back there. 
when Hogan and Warrior came face to face, you'll see the cl- the crowd just explode. Because I think at that point they knew at WrestleMania it was going to be Hogan and Warrior. Oh. Yep. Pop it up. Yeah, they're up, Dewey. Then the face off. Yeah. I think watch well, he'll dump. I think he dumps Snooker. Yeah. Which it was pretty funny <laughs> to see Hogan and Snooker. And the Ultimate oh. Warrior. Which oh. Hogan must have pissed off Hogan. And Snooker. Maybe even right. the Warrior. Watch this, alright. Pop it up. I think it happens like Right around. They clear out the, I believe they clear out the ring. And then they turn into each other and they're both there. Like, looking at each other. Boom. That, I, I, I used to, I used to think the foot over the top rope thing looked so cheesy. Especially when you could see the dude launching himself over the top. Well, I always thought, that was how cool that happened to him. Yeah, that was how cool to throw himself over the top rope. Not Hogan. Yeah. Hogan and Honky. Yep. Hey, they're that, like he used to say that for the Rumble, like in a certain spot, because he always knew that I would get a big pop. Oh yeah, and power up, dude. And then he would use the shirt like he is right now. Joke people, him. yeah. Hogan was such a heel, but he, he was. was yeah, he was the biggest baby face in the country. But he he was shy. I think his, his real life was shining through, even through the hero character. <laughs> Hogan was actually a pretty good heel in, in the early oh, days. Before he became Hulk, the Hulkster, Hulk, you know, when he was just Hulk Hogan, the fucking Incredible Hulk Hogan, he, which he had to change because of the Incredible Hulk. Uh, <laughs> even though he came up with it first. Yeah. I think. I don't know if the Incredible Hulk was the thing when he started. Oh, it had to have been. That's been around. Incredible Hulk's been around forever with Marvel. Or whatever it is. Oh, it was? I well, think it's a Marvel. He, well, then maybe he got it from there. Oh, look at that. A very young babyface Shawn Michael. Shawn Michael before he lost his smile. About 25 years old he is right there. Uh, there goes Honky. I want to see if Hogan and Shawn... I don't think they touch here. Look at this bump he takes. Lands right on his feet. Oh, you don't even go, All right, now look at the crowd, bro. Yeah. Look at the crowd. They're, they're not even looking at each other yet. They want to see it. Look at this shit, bro. And the crowd's already going nuts. Look at this. I wish we could hear this right now, yo. <sighs> look at that. The crowd's fucking going nuts, bro. I don't even think... That. Yeah, they touched. That's right. Yeah, and then they do like a double clothesline, and then and then the fucking the timer pops up. Yeah, I think that's about all we get. We got each other's face. This was like a little tease for WrestleMania, right here. Yep. Nobody move. I'm gonna do uh, Jesse. Nobody moves. I'm gonna do Jesse Ventura's commentary. Crisscross. Good way to kill time. Drop down. Double. double down, boom! I I loved the double clothesline spot. Always did because it yeah. always looked cool. It does look cool. It's dramatic. You, know, and you gotta know what the fuck you're doing to make it look good. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't just fucking close somebody like that, clothesline somebody like that, and make it look that good. You guys gotta know what to do. 
Yep, see? That's all we get out of these two. <laughs> I don't even think, I, if I remember correctly, I don't even think they touch again for the rest of the match. Who's this? The Barbarian. Yeah. He's like, which one of these behemoth superstars do I go after? I guess I'll say I, I, I elbow drop these gentlemen in the ring. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, bro, but where were you in January of 1990? You and the Barbarian kind of. You think we might be the same person? Uh, maybe, bro. I know you got more than one alias, supposedly. Well, barbaric dude, they say. Oh, I don't know about aliases, but I'm a, I, I, I've been known to be a barbaric guy. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Wear yeah. the tassels to the grocery store and everything. You know? Yeah, you wear your, your spandex. Paint out my face. Go to see Juggalo shows, you know what I mean? Painting up the face. With a sword down the side of your pants? A sword? Nah, I leave that at home. I, I prefer oh, white. Well, yeah, no, not a, a sword real sword. on his pants. Uh, yeah, that that was there, yeah. Not the real sword. Oh, Ravishing Rick Rude, all right. Uh, dude, just when you thought it couldn't get any more neon, he comes on with... He has oh, Rick Rude was the first acid. one with tights like that. He was the first one. Matter of fact, that's one of my favorite pair of his... Um, tights? Yeah, it's one of my one of my favorite gear looks that he had because he was the first one to do that with the airbrushing, and that's what the warrior got it. Yeah, the yeah. warrior, the warrior started doing that in, in around ninety one, ninety two, or ninety two, ninety three, and he got that shit from Rude. Right, I, I loved Rude's thing dropkick, bro. Ravishing yeah. Rude, rest in peace, bro. One of my favorite heels of all time. It really is. Yeah. Fucking, he could work on the mic. He knew how to piss you off. Fucking, and he could fucking make you sympathize with him at the same so, time. The way he sold and fight his bumps, you know, and the way he looked, he just looked like a tough guy. And he was, man. He's part of that Minnesota crew. You know what I mean? With Mr. Perfect, Demolition, yeah. you know what I mean? He, the Road Warriors. He's part of that fucking, they all knew each other. They all came up with each other and they're all gone. Except for Demolition. They all bartended and went to his bar, Grandma B's, yeah. at Minnesota, the famous uh, Grandma B's bar, and they all bounced for it. That's how they all got into wrestling. They all got in together around the same time. Yeah. Well, and I think, yep, even the Warrior. This is where Hogan eliminates the Warrior. That's where the fucking the feud start because the Warrior didn't wasn't sure who eliminated him. And then, come to find out later on TV, he finds out it was Hogan. I don't even think he hits Hogan, though. Doesn't no. even touch. And he runs back. If you notice, Hogan and Warrior never touched again after that double clothesline. They never touched again. Keeping it real. Keeping it raw. Keeping that nerve raw. And raw. I gotta tell you, man, that Hogan gave the Warrior his best match. I believe that. Oh, fucking the Mighty Hercules. R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. for days. He's actually one of the first wrestlers to pass away. Oh. In the early 2000s. No. That's the thing. You know, I wonder what... I could, I I'm was pretty like, sure the rest of them, every time one comes out, I'm yeah. probably going to say R.I.P. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's one more, and we're definitely getting the R.I.P. for him. Uh, 
Oh, there's only one more guy. We got the list over there. I uh, no, I just know from memory because I'm so good. Oh, okay. Well, I I know who number thirty is. And I was very right. close with him. I was and, very and, close. And you're right, Kurt Hang, Mr. Perfect, who originally, from what I know, originally was supposed to win mm. this match. He okay. originally was supposed to win. I'm not putting any spoilers out there. For those that don't know. Oh, yeah. they, they came the whole journey and you ruined it for him right at the end. You know what I mean? If y'all don't know who won the 1990 World I mean, come on, let's be honest. You're not real fans. Yeah. You should know. If you ask, don't know. I can name every Royal Rumble winner right now off the top of my head. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. From 88 to fucking 23, I can name them all. No. <laughs> Well, yeah, well, you do that real quick if you want. If yeah. you can do it quick. All right. 88, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. 89, Big John Stud. Hogan, 90. Hogan, 91. Flair, 92. Yokozuna, 93. Luger and Bret Hart, 94. Shawn Michaels, 96. Or uh, 95. Shawn Michaels, 96. 97, Austin. 98, Austin. 98, 99, Vince McMahon. 2000, The Rock, 2001, Austin, 2002, Triple H, 2003, uh, Brock Lesnar, 2004, Chris Benoit, 2005, Batista, 2006, 2006, Rey Mysterio, 2007, The Undertaker, 2008, John Cena, 2009, uh, Edge, 2010, Alberto, uh, 2009, wow, hold on, what, what year is 2009, that's what's made at 25, uh, Edge, 2010, uh, what's made at 26, 2010, You did wow. all the good years, at least. Yeah, well, I'm getting up to where I stopped watching so that much. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to skip 2010 because I, I want to say Alberto Del Rio. Yeah. But I think he won 2011. Any any three of these individuals right yeah. here could have taken this win. Oh, I got a, I got a kudos to Mr. Perfect outfit with the black always. Oh yeah, he, in the he back, start, He Love started it. he started that at WrestleMania five. Love it. Yeah, he wearing shit like that. But yeah, he, him and uh, Rick Rude right now you're looking at two lifelong best friends. You know what I'm saying? Like they when Rick Rude died. Mr. Perfect, uh, Kurt Henning was fucked up for a long time. Uh, what, what, a couple years later then he went. Yeah, too. 2003, then he died, yep. And I think uh, right here was when, uh, Hogan, which is, this is one of the only times he ever worked with Rude. Oh! Uh, this started the, the, the dissension between the Heenan family at the time. Yes. Yeah, so there went Rick Rude. Alright, pull it up for the last two of you. Oh my, please, sir. Now we got Hogan versus Perfect. And like I said, originally, Perfect should have won. Like, looking back now, I love the fact that Hogan won. 
But when I was a kid, I loved that Hogan one. But yeah. hindsight is what it is, 2020. Yeah. Perfect should have won this. The and giant killer, yeah. Especially since there was no... Especially since there was no prize, really. And it was just a thing. Perfect, who was undefeated on TV at the time. Yeah. Should have had this. But, and somehow, this didn't count as a defeat for him. Which is weird, man. Yeah, and went the perfect plex. He would have had him. Well, maybe not. Uh, I got no. quick. If it was a match, Here comes the classic blowing up hot dog spot. <laughs> Falling back into the rope. I don't know what I mean. Hogan looks like a fucking overcooked hot dog a lot in the 90s. Yes, he did. <sighs> yep. The fucking slingshot into the post. Boom. If you notice, he never even touched it. He yeah. never even his hands hit it. That's how good of a he Dolph Ziggler gets compared to Perfect. Perfect the way he yeah. bumped and I think this is it. Here goes uh Perfect. And he's the only one that would ever take those kind of dangerous bumps right there. And now we're gonna get the typical Hogan must pose. This was Vincent Man's big thing with Hogan. He yeah. knew he knew this is what the fans wanted to see at the end of the night. People would stay. All right, now you see that right there, which is funny about this right here. Yeah. Is he grabs us from the fan, right? Yeah. He, he wipes his sweat with it and he gives it back. That sign is now in Hogan's bead shop in Clearwater. Oh, really? That, that same fucking thing right there. I wonder. Uh... <laughs> I gave him a thumbs up. I wonder if uh, if the fan gave it to him, if he died. Oh, or yeah. No, no. I'm sure, he, I'm sure he gave it to him. You think he died, though? Or you think he just... No, I'm sure, he mailed, I'm sure he mailed it to him years later. Fuck, man. That's a big... That's a... You know, the, talking about memorabilia, that's something to own. Yeah, like he, that, that right there. And a lot of these old banners and shit, like wing skirts and the banners in the, in the sky and shit that you see, yeah. a lot of people own that shit. Right. A lot, a lot of people own them. You know, I've, like, I've went down the old eBay, uh, eBay fucking, <laughs> you know, cesspool. Yeah. To try, look at wrestling memorabilia before my day. You can get it pretty much anything. You know? Yeah, but I'm talking about like the actual. Ring skirts that they use for these events. A lot of people have them. You know what I mean? A lot of people, like the WrestleMania 4, well, it's the same ones for 4 and 5. All they did was rip the eye off. But, uh, somebody I, I personally know, like, from my Instagram, fucking has that. Right. Yeah. Something like that would be fucking priceless to me. Yeah, dude, I love that one. Like, legit. And this right here is what people wanted to see at the end of the night. Like, if you notice, nowadays, if you watch somebody do something like this, people are leaving. Yeah. But if you look, nobody's walking. It's the encore, so to speak. Nobody's walking. Yeah. This is what And by 92, 93, people were getting sick of it. But at this time still, he was still the biggest professional wrestler in the world. Yeah. As far as WWF fans went, you know, nobody cared as much about Ric Flair, Sting, or any of those guys at this time, like Hogan. Hogan was seen as like a fucking superhero. Yeah. You know, the only wrestler back then to have his own cartoon um, and shit like that. 
He was always in every set of wrestling action figure. Anything wrestling had Hogan in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, that that was the, 90, the 1990 Royal Rumble. And for the next two, it's kind of cool, because especially the next one. Because the next one we're going to watch, the 1991 Rumble, actually... The, the art that the logo that we use for the show is that fucking speculation. That's speculation. Is that box art? And That's purely next, speculation. Yeah. And for the next two years, they would use something like that. You know, I, I, that's my favorite of the. I, I always thought it was cool, and they, then they did it again in two thousand one. If you look, if you look at the box art for the two thousand one Royal it's in that same style. It is. I love as a kid. I all like seeing that box. The rental store always. I love that was the best looking pay per view box. I felt was the Royal Rumbles. So that's why uh, I love the graphic. Kudos to whoever drew it. Uh, I heard there could be speculation that ours is kind of relatable, but you know what can you do? But yeah, nineteen ninety. It was like all these legends, dude, in their peak. You know, peak oh, yeah. form, dude. It's it's really kind of. A uh, time capsule of like childhood, which is beautiful. You know what I mean? Oh yeah! But the next two, I'm really looking forward to. The next two, I'm no gonna be really looking cool forward. Especially '92, especially '92, because that was the first one that um that was for the oh one of two rumbles that yeah. was for the the WWF title, and then in 2016. Roman Reigns defended and lost the WWE title in the Royal Rumble. Mm. Triple H came out winning that Rumble. And I couldn't even believe that then because he was so far removed from full-time at the time. And I'm going to tell you all with a tear in my eye. That's my favorite. That's my favorite Flair promo. That's my my favorite Flair promo. And being as... And I think we should actually, at the end of that one, we should play that promo with the okay. with the audio and everything, because that that to me, especially the funny part where Jerry Law, where uh, Gene Orkman looks over and he's like, "Put that cigarette out." <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like, dude, I, bro, that was one one of my favorite That's... fucking quotes by Rick Flair when he, when he says. When you walk around the world and tell everybody you're number one, the only the only way to be number one, is, or the only way to stay number one, is to be number one. Yeah. I've never forgotten that. That's one one of my favorite quotes of all time. That promo you know, is one of the best fucking promos he ever did. Inspirational, you know what I mean? They don't get enough credit for the inspirational shit they say sometimes. And then he said, for the Hulk Hogan's, for the Macho Man's, for the Pipers and the Sids, now it's Ric Flair, and you'll, and you'll all pay, pay homage to the man. Yeah. He, yeah, that's fucking, that's, he was letting the WF people know the NWA was here, and then, you know, and he was the man now. Cause he, yeah. he had already sent back WCW's belt. Yeah. He didn't have it anymore. He sent it back. And they gave him a belt that looked like a tag belt, but it wasn't. It was a. It looked like a tag belt, but it said "World Champion" on it. Hmm. And they tried to pass that off as the big gold belt, but they would they would uh they would distort it on the TV shows and shit. But huh. you could tell it wasn't. 
just by the way it's shaped, even with the distortion in yeah. it, to me, it looked like a tag belt. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I thought for the longest time it was a tag belt. But, yeah. And then he became WAF champion, which never really, I don't want to say amounted to anything, because he won the title at the Rumble, yeah. lost it at WrestleMania, won it back a couple months later, and then lost it a month later. So he never really, I mean, he's a two-time champion, yeah, but he never, he didn't mean to WAF what he meant to NWA, WCW. He mm. did have long title reigns in WCW. But he was all, when he won that Royal Rumble, he was 42 years old already. So he was already, Vince looked at you, if you were past 38-something, whatever, he looked at you like you were too old. Right. You know, but now, there are guys like Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar and AJ Styles who are all 45 years old, you know, and they, they don't look like you're 45 year olds from fucking 20, 30 years old, 20, 30 years ago. They don't look like that no more. So. Yeah, it was fun, man. Hope y'all enjoy it. Fucking, uh, the next episode that we do on the Royal Rumbles will be the 91 Rumble. And I was thinking, man, I know we're not there yet. We haven't even done the Bobby Heenan episode, but that this is coming. Uh, but when we get to end, definitely want to do a New Jack episode. Hell yeah, New Jack. I've, I've been watching a lot of New Jack shit lately. Yeah. Legendary. Definitely got to do a New Jack episode. Definitely. But yeah, be sure to check us out next time. You got anything you want to say, bro? I just say check us out next time. If you like this episode, check out more of these episodes wherever you heard it. We also got the Patreon page, too, that, you know, with the whole network of cool stuff up there. Tap in for five bucks. Maybe you'll see something you like, some WrestleChamp stuff. Maybe something else we got. Owen doesn't have any friends. New show oh, on the yeah. network. Go check We're that cool. out. We're Dropping a new episode Monday. Monday, Memorial Live Day. Live on YouTube. Yeah. Um, then- just dated our episode with the memorial day comment but yeah. yeah that's when it all goes down little smoke and mirrors behind oh the yeah train. the happy and safe memorial day out there whenever you hear this yeah and uh yeah happy deals have a happy day no matter what day it is yeah no doubt we'll catch all y'all on the next episode of wrestle champs Oh, <laughs> shit.